Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Turn our attention to James chapter number two today, and uh, begin at verse fourteen, and I'll I'll read read through uh, verse twenty, and um, we'll just give we'll give four or five quick thoughts on this today. Um, it's either that or, or stay here for some hours. So James chapter two, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but, but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Wow. James never pulls punches, and he didn't start today. So um, in in today, we're going to call today, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Um, And uh, we we have, I have um, four or five things I want to share, but I love the fact that this starts with an interrogation. Um, I, I, I love it. If you ever noticed that, that was always the method of Jesus. If someone would ask Jesus a question, he would, he would ask them a question right back. It's one of my favorite methods of opening discussion with people. I love it. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, I love talking to young people. A lot of times they're very elusive. So you have to discover how to ask questions without a question mark. You know, if, if you say, did you, you know, do you have a good day there? Yes, yes, no. Um, how was your day? Fine. But if you say, tell me about your day, then they can tell you whatever. Uh, you know, James does this very direct thing. He, you know, he, he starts out with an interrogation. What good is it, my brothers? If you have a faith, you know, and he's basically saying, what good is it if you have a faith inside of you that, that, it, that isn't matched with a reality outside of you? You know, if he were being uh, a little less direct, maybe James might say, tell me about your faith. <laughs> and you might start describing what you believe and how that makes you behave. And James is sort of saying, if you say you believe something and how you behave doesn't line up with who you believe, then something's not right. So James just starts out with this in, in interrogation. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I, I kind of had a big mouth. Imagine that, right? <laughs> um, I, I had a bold mouth. I also I also stuttered quite a bit. So that, that was sort of funny to be bold with a stutter, you know, will really get you picked on. But uh, I, I was told more than one time. I was told more than one time, often in much more <clears throat> flowerly language than I'm going to share it with now. I was often told, uh, boy, your your mouth is writing checks that your behind cannot cash. Um, in other words, in other words, talk talk is cheap. So James starts out with this interrogation. Okay, uh, 
and he, and, he's, and he just he just points blank. He says, you know, can can you do you have the sort of faith that actually will save you? And it's 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 tough talk. Um, in verse number fourteen, what good is it, my brother, if someone says he has faith and does not have works? Can that faith save you? Now, if you're if you're a you know a, a fan of the Reformation, uh, I'm a fanatic of the Reformation. You know, we believe in in you know by faith alone in Christ alone by by His grace alone, all all those alone things. You know, somebody might say, well, you know, it's it's you're not saved by your works; you're saved by faith. James is absolutely not arguing that. James is saying, if there is, if there is a a right faith in you, if your faith is in Jesus, and if you have believed on the blood of Jesus, and and you are sealed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in you, having made and and is making you into a new person, then then the one you claim will be working through your life. And so, what he's really bringing the question is like, you know, do you have a faith with substance? Do you have a faith with substance? Because if your faith doesn't have the life of Christ, perhaps you don't have the life of Christ. Hmm. And, you know, we might say by extension that the question might be then the person is either not abiding or, or, or there's never been anyone abiding in that person. Um, in other words, sometimes we believers, we believers can, can go through seasons where we're, we're not bearing fruit and, uh, and we're not abiding in him because that's where fruitfulness comes from. So th- this can be an inventory to, to, to someone's salvation. Yes. But it also can be an inventory to your present walk with the Lord. And, uh, you know, you see somebody and, and they won't serve the Lord and they're always grumpy and they're, they're, they're not concerned about the word. They're not concerned about the local church. They're not concerned to have, uh, have heart. God's heart and actions toward the problems in the world. And you say, you know, Hey man, you know, you're a Christian, right? Why don't you care about these things? Well, you know, all that, all that stuff's not my job. He would, he would say, well, wait a minute. You, you believe in Jesus, don't you? I believe, but I don't have to do all that. And so wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to do something. Nah, I believe, you know, I, 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 I trust the Lord. I, I believed on the Lord. I was baptized. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're doing a script without substance. That's, that's what James accusation is in his, um, interrogation. And so that, that question just gets right in our face today. Do you have a faith on the inside that is matched with action on the outside? That is, that is very, that is very probing. And it can be very convicting. So, so then he moves on, you know, he, he gives, he starts out with this interrogation and then he gives, uh, uh, an example out of everyday life. And the question is, he's basically saying, you know, do you, do you live like this? Is this the way you say you have faith? Is this the way it behaves? And the example is like this. He says, suppose somebody comes to you and, uh, they're lacking something in life, right? Do, do you, do you begin, do you begin to work in that lack or do you just say like, 
In nomine Patria, Filia, Spiritu Sancti, go in the name of the Lord. I, I proclaim blessing over you. And he basically says, do you have the sort of faith that causes you to share what you have? Do you have the sort of faith that causes you to work toward others' needs? Or do you have the sort of faith that just, just you know, even if something's right in your face, you just say, well, hope the Lord will help you. You know, uh, I think the contention I would have and the, and the contention that's embedded in this when when James gives us this incredible example. I think the contention is if Jesus is in you, Jesus is going to be concerned about this brother or sister who is lacking. Now, I, I've said enough um, uh, in 20 years of pastoral ministry, I, I've sat uh, and, and I was a deacon a few years, you know, before that. I've sat in enough of those type of benevolence meetings where, where I've heard, you know, believers start talking about whether this person deserves help or whatever. Um, and it always has driven me a little bit crazy. You want to know why? I'll tell you why it drives me a little crazy. Because if anybody, if we waited on whether somebody deserved something to respond to it, then, then two things. One, none of us would ever be saved because all have fallen short of the glory of God. All right. No one deserves the goodness of God. No one. And God does not come to us with his goodness based on the fact of whether we deserve it. That, that, that conversation is not even allowed here. It's not embedded. Secondly, secondly, what drives me a little crazy about those times is what might really be putting, be, be be being put to the test. What what really might be being tested in the moment is: Are we gonna are we gonna have a let Christ well up in us and have the sort of graciousness that God has? And so I, I think I think it'd be fair to say when James gives us this this uh, absolutely in our face common everyday example, he's saying, "Hey, what would you do?" You know. Well, is Christ in you directing you to respond to that uh, in a way he would? Or is it just you in there alone responding to it like you would? Um, and so he gives this example in verses uh, 15 through through 16. Uh, and then he gives this, this sort of this, this sort of crazy conclusion uh, after this incredible example. He says, uh, hey, look, you. Uh, are you going to respond to what these people need? Or are you just going to say, you know, you know, be blessed and, you know, uh, go out here and I hope things, I hope things work out for you. Uh, I, I tell you, uh, one time somebody, I was standing with some believers and a guy walked up to us and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I had nothing to give them of what they were requesting. They were requesting cash. We was on, it was in the street and I immediately thought, I immediately thought of um of um you know where where the episode where Peter says silver and gold have I none but such I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus rise up and walk I'm like I'm like hey man I I, I don't have cash but you know I can you know encourage you in the Lord that God didn't want that he says I'm hungry man and uh, and I says oh you're hungry I said well I don't have cash okay and uh, and uh, but what I do have is some food. I do have some food. And the guy's like, you know, you know, what do you have? And I, I was wearing a backpack. I pulled out some stuff. He didn't want it. I says, hey, bro. I said, hey, bro. I said, now, you know, now you're not hungry because, you know, I'm going to eat this. 
And it's okay. Look what it's done to me. It, it made me big and healthy. And, and, and so you had this moment where, where I, I was ready to do something, but, but somebody was conning me. But I'm going to tell you what, more times than not helping people doesn't work out like that. Helping people, it's not a con situation. It can be a brokenness situation, but you know, what's really being put to the test is, is will you help someone? Is your is Jesus really inside of you compelling you to behave in a different way, compelling you to behave toward a broken world the way he behaves toward a broken world? And, and so I, I laugh because I read James and I just go, man, you know, if, James is an apostle, but he would get fired as a pastor, man. He just comes straight, straight at you. He says, so, you know, also, if you got the kind of faith that doesn't respond to the needs around you, mm, that faith is dead. In other words, it's, it's, it's not a living faith. It's not actual faith. It's not, it's not a faith that, that has Jesus life behind it. That, that faith isn't alive. It's dead. Um, and, uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how straightforward James is. I'll just say this. I'll just say this. We, we love when we think about our mistakes to quote that behold, we all, all things become new. We love to quote that when we think about our failures. But how about do we think about that when it comes to our calendars? Do we think about that when it comes to, uh, our, our bank accounts? Do we think about that when it, when it comes to, you know, uh, what we do with, with our, with our talents, time, talent, treasure. In other words, we love to think of being new creatures when it comes to God changing the things that we don't like about ourselves. But do we like to think of being new creatures when it comes to him wanting to be Lord over every arena of our life? Um, and that's sort of probing. And I think that's at the heart of what James is saying. He's like, you know, you say you believe, but wait a minute, is Christ alive in you? And if Christ is alive in you, there's going to be some different sort of things going on in your life. Um, so starts out with interrogation, uh, moves to uh, a very on the sidewalk today relevant example. And then he, he, he moves to a strong accusation. He said, you know, if your faith isn't alive at faith, you know, is, is dead. If your faith isn't alive in such a way that it cares about life and serving people and giving and letting Jesus use you right where you stand, uh, then, then you got a dead faith. And that, that is a strong accusation. Uh, I was joking with somebody yesterday and, uh, he was talking about, we was talking about this, uh, this, uh, this church we, we know about and, and uh, they're looking for a pastor and, and, and they had this, uh, they had this guy and, and, uh, and, uh, and he left and nobody really knows why. And, and, um, I mean, it's really mysterious. And, and so, uh, on cue, on cue, somebody from that church walks up and, and we called him over. We knew him. We say, Hey man, you know, uh, why, why'd your pastor say, man, we don't know. We don't know. And so we started joking. It was like, you know, there's, there's these pastors 
uh, excuse me, churches where if Jesus came to pastor, he wouldn't make it. And he says, I think we had Jesus, man. And, and he ascended back because we don't know. He just, he just left and disappeared. And we, we sort of started laughing. But if James came to, to us, would we let him pastor us? Speaking to us this directly, speaking to us this strongly, coming at us with this accusation. He's saying, if your faith isn't working on meeting needs and answering questions, your faith is dead. A lot of us will get really angry. And, you know, only reason you're not getting angry listening to me because I'm blaming it on James for saying it. Okay, I'll go out on the limb. If your faith doesn't cause you to do the works, to be obedient to the gospel, to do the works of Jesus with the heart of Jesus, then your faith is dead and your testimony is garbage. I'm just going to say it point blank. If your faith doesn't make you let Jesus be Lord over your life, then your faith is dead and your testimony, your testimony is garbage. I know that sounds tough, but it's real. So uh, here's the part. Now that we've set the stage, we set the stage. We, we have we started with an interrogation, got an incredibly practical example. And, and then we, we came to, uh, we, we, we had to face a very strong accusation. He, uh, he then begins to deal with, I'll call them sensible objections. He says, somebody would say, you have faith and I have works. And, uh, in, in, in verse 18, they said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, you know, I see where you're going there. Uh, and that's why that's why I'm going ahead. I'm going to answer. I see somebody's going to come at me like that. Let me go ahead and answer it. Okay, he's saying uh, there's no way you can show your own heart. You can show the world that you have faith if your faith doesn't come out in in how you live. If how you believing ain't affecting how you behaving, <laughs> something's not right. To put it in my very hillbilly vernacular. Uh, and, and so, so it's a sensible objection, uh, on the one hand that it's naturally would arise, but it's not a logical objection. James says, I believe on the inside. You can tell it by how I live. You say, I believe on the inside. And you, and, and James said, well, how's that changed your life? Then that belief is fake. You know, um, I mean, even the man who sang the song, I believe I can fly. That dude, that dude ain't, that dude ain't jumped off no buildings. Right. And, and so does he really believe he can fly? Metaphorically, yes. He believes he can soar in, uh, in life, in his emotions, in his achievements. But does that man really believe he can fly? I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I do too in a Delta airplane. Amen. So that, that's one of those things that talk is cheap. <laughs> and also, don't jump off of buildings. Just a bit of sound advice. So now I want to conclude, I want to move toward a conclusion with the very example that, that, um, that James uses. He says, he's like, okay, okay. So you believe something. You, you believe something as fact. You really believe it. Verse, verse 20, uh, excuse me, verse 19. Well, great. You're right there with the demons. 
They believe God is real. Okay? But they don't believe God is real to the point they obey him. They are fallen. They have rebellious. He says, and now, now they're, they, they shudder. They, they've, they've seen God's holiness. They, they've been into the heavens. They believe God and shudder and they hate God and so don't obey God. And by not obeying God, they rebel against God. And by rebelling against God, they're out of fellowship with God. So they, they know God in the sense that they have seen him and believe he's real, but they don't know God in the sense that they have an abiding relationship with him. And that's the hardest part of this entire thing. It, James sees the sensible objection that's not a logical objection, but he also sees the logical reality. And he says to folks, if you got that kind of faith that you can recognize the living God, but it doesn't change your life, then you have joined company with the, with the demons. Whoo! I don't know about y'all, but that's, that's tough to hear. And so verse 20 is more tough talk. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? So he's going to launch into this, okay? Uh, you know, the demons are sort of this change, you know, like, are you with the demons? Cause they really believe in God, believe in him so much that it, it makes them shudder, but it, 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 it doesn't direct their life. They're, re they're in rebellion against God, even though they've seen him and believe him, they're in rebellion. Are, you know, he's basically, are you like that? And he goes, let me show you an example. And he starts talking about Abraham and boy, I'd love to get into it. I'd love to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, you know, by, by faith, Abel did this by faith. Enoch did that by faith. Noah did this by faith. Abraham did this by faith. Isaac, by faith, Moses, by faith, Rahab. He goes, he goes on to say time. I don't even have enough time to tell y'all all the people who actual faith changed their life. And that's the question where we're really being asked. You know, we can believe and be like the demons, believe and rebel. But do we believe and are compelled? And that's the difference. We can believe and rebel and be out of fellowship with God, or we can believe and because we're in fellowship with God, be compelled to live the Christ life um, in our in our own lives and body. And that's the question. Does is your faith just comprised of the symbol of your testimony or does the symbol of your testimony come together with substance of your lifestyle and that that is the question i think james is putting to us thank you for joining us on light steps live today my name is katie bose and the rest of our production team is andrew liggett shannon allen and steve riley Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Music